Welcome back. The soft sounds of Jazz 1037. <laughs> Today, <laughs> gentlemen's dojo. Boom. Oh, uh, boy. Nailed it. Nailed so it. So exciting. Steven, welcome back. Yep. We are back in the States. Back in the States. After a week, a week of entertaining the fine men and women defending this country. Yeah. An amazing trip with amazing friends. And we have them here today. We We don't waste too much time. Nope, let's do it. So let's get to it. Um, Today joining us, post our USO tour of Japan and Korea. Yep. uh, We have two great comics joining us. By the way, in the studio with us is Joel Osborne, Australian comic. And this weekend we'll be going to San Francisco together at the Punchline. But let's get back. Joel, feel free to jump in at any moment here. You said two great comics. No, Bill and Steve are joining us. Okay, fuck off, Gary. Okay, good. So (laughs) (laughs) joining us... Uh, a, a veteran of performing for the troops yes. from Philadelphia, Philadelphia's a- little angel. Yes, Stephen Simone. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. We go ahead, Gary, and uh, our good buddy from Pittsburgh, who's on one of the most popular morning shows in all of Pittsburgh called. Avery and Crawford in the morning. <laughs> please welcome, please welcome Bill Crawford. Yes, we are excited. Or is Bill, Bill is Bill is known in, in Pittsburgh as always available <laughs> until yeah. December nineteenth when he's <laughs> smearing manure that in your face because he's got two shows. And then, and then, yeah, I cross over to Billy Christmas Show. That's, That's right. absolutely right. <laughs> well, Thank we, you guys for getting my intro correct. I well, let's start with that. Simone first, and then we'll ask Crawford. Yeah. Um, when you think of the USO show this particular week that has gone by. Um, Favorite memory, Simone? Oh, uh, how about when this Air Force Special Forces guy, his eyes lit up when I asked him to make a video for the kids at Children's Hospital. And then we all got together and made videos for the kids. That was awesome. Are you sure and you're from Philadelphia? Too. You are not yeah, from Philadelphia. Remember, <laughs> can, can I Brad, just... You remember how excited he got? Like, you hear you have, like, this world-class superhero assassin. He was like, yeah, we get to make some kids happy. So it made, uh, yeah, that was my favorite memory. I, I just want to back this whole thing up, right? Because yep. basically what happened was Bill and our tour manager, Jeremy, were flying from the East Coast. They were coming into San Francisco the night before where we were going to meet them. We could talk about that later. Bill, we what is your favorite? <laughs> what is completely Listen. ruining the question? No. It's a tangent. We no. can do that right after this. No. Watch, watch how this works. Ready? Go. Go. Bill, what is your favorite memory from this mm-hmm. past week? Oh, man. Um, probably hanging out with those fighter pilots at uh, uh, the last base that we were at. I um, the Camp Kadena was uh, the Kadena Air Force Base. Just that whole day was really yeah, uh, was awesome. the, the, the high point for me. That was, I mean, dude, that was real life G.I. Joe stuff that we got to do. Hanging out, standing <laughs> on top of an F-15, talking to those fighter pilots. Um getting to see all those big guns and toys that those guys use the special forces dude the pressure pants um, that that was yeah the pressure pants right i mean that was um that was definitely the highlight for me uh of the tour now gary oh now this, you can go on with your awful tangent that really? didn't even develop into a question really Please, go this, ahead yeah this is a good time for you steven oh god <laughs> go ahead no it was interesting because so we met you guys we were supposed to meet you guys in san francisco on that tuesday and then all fly from san francisco to seoul korea together but basically 
Our flight out of L.A. into San Francisco was delayed, so we missed the connection. You and Jeremy flew to Seoul on your own. We had to then fly from yeah. Tokyo, San Francisco to Tokyo, and then Tokyo to Seoul. My favorite memory was jumping off of that plane in San Francisco. We're definitely going to miss the connection. Steve Simone is like, hey, let's go to the lounge, grab a beer, have some laughs. Burn is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is horseshit. I can't believe we missed the flight. Like completely two opposite personalities on the spectrum. I mean, it was like like Simone, so different, so calm, could have cared less. Yeah. And Steve just com- Steve Byrne completely bitching. It's that amazing we that flight. that when everybody recollects about their favorite memory of the USO tour, yes. <laughs> Simone's is about hanging out with a special ops guy and doing something for the children. Yeah. And Crawford is hanging out with Air Force pilots. And yours is about walking to gate 48. Yeah, out of breath. At the San Francisco. Yeah, out of breath. Out of breath. breath, uh, And that's your favorite memory from entertaining the fucking troops? Are you serious? Unbelievable. As his glasses steam. My my gullet was feeling the burn. Yeah, your gullet has gotten quite bigger since our trip. All right, Stephen. All right. All right. Since the trip? Yeah, if you guys are looking for to store some carry on, you can put it in Gary's little yeah. uh, neck gullet. We were saying to the McDonald's uh, <laughs> back there is much better as well. These are the memories you have of a USO no, tour, at McDonald's no, in Tokyo. Saying, trying well, to the, set the up the story. The first thing that Gary told me about the great thing about this trip was the amount of advantage points he got and being bumped. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Gary's premier silver now. That's all he gives a shit about. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll show you another highlight of the trip for me. Honestly, any of the tours that we took through the bases, just listening to Gary, like Gary was working the whole time. Gary was trying (laughs) to get laps. And and, and honestly, if we're being honest, most of the time he was getting them. But when he was busting the commander's balls at the uh, the hospital, that that was hilarious. Yeah. A colonel about to retire, right? Gary just was laces like, into this guy. And yeah, by the way, to, about to walk out the door. Not a small guy. No, no, tall, very rugged, very muscular. Yeah, and he was retiring in a couple of days. And I was asking him, you know, what he was stealing before he headed yeah. out. Yeah, and then, and then, then I said I, I smelled alcohol on his breath, and he really enjoyed, and he came to our show that he night. He came to the show, right? Yeah, yeah. didn't so laugh during your set. No, he didn't. <laughs> he wanted to be like everybody else. <laughs> Simone, where does this where does this rank in terms of uh, other USO tours you've done? Because you you've done a bunch of a lot. shows entertaining the troops. They're always rewarding. And this was right up there with that. But in terms of just having laughs, I don't think anything made me laugh harder than Gary breaking the guy's balls from the warrior zone. (laughs) Can we explain that? Can we set it up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The double tap on the table. (laughs) Y'all gentlemen, have a good day. (laughs) It's like, to this day, I'll still laugh out loud over that. I have more laughs on the floor than any tour. It was great. Crawford, you want to set that up in terms of what happened? Yeah, so basically every every base has obviously a USO center that we visited and and uh, got to see the toasters in each one of those, and um, and that was cool. But then also some of these bases have even more ramped up facilities to to entertain the troops and to hang out. And there's this place called the Warrior Zone, and I think this is at Camp Oson, and we're hanging out and basically we come into this facility and it's just state of the art, top notch. Everything is brand spanking new. It's there's, there's a cooler with beers. There's, 
billiards, there's ping pong tables, there's a movie theater. And this guy is giving us the tour and he has all the bravado in the world. He's he's incredibly confident. It was like when and Lando Calrissian back- is showing everybody around Cloud City <laughs> in the Empire Strikes Back. Like, this place is pretty awesome. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? That's what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like. He's just, he's showing us all the different dynamics of the facility and kind of stressing to us that this is the warrior zone, no kids, no, uh, yeah. you know, no outsiders. This is just for the warriors. They come in here, they cut loose. This is, this is my place. And then they feed us into this restaurant area and it's, it's, it's a beautiful area, but they're blasting like Black Sabbath, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> right. and and the the tour just fell off a cliff and it was one of the funniest <laughs> one of the funniest parts of the trip that just kept it just kept reaching new levels of funny like i thought we kind of beat it to death on Exhausted the way home it. from right. the facility but the guy basically the the setup was that he had a couple of workers, most of them didn't speak English, and they didn't have they didn't have a credit card system set up. Well, basically, so what happened it was, was just an he, absolute nightmare from a service standpoint. He brought us into the restaurant at four forty-five when they didn't technically open until five. So we're all sitting there thinking we're going to order early, we're going to grab our meal, everything's going to move smooth because we're with this guy who's the manager of the whole facility. So we sit down, and we're probably looking at the menus for 20, 25 minutes, and he's talking to us about how the burgers are handcrafted, how the patties are made. He's talking about the solar panels on his house. I mean, we're literally just sitting there, and it's now 10 after 5, and we're like, what the hell's going on? And I remember Steve kind of said, are we going to order? So there's there's a woman who is kind of our liaison for the day. And Steve looks at her and was like, hey, are, are we going to order? So this guy was like, I, I got it. I'm going to take care of it. And he goes up <laughs> and, and, and he goes to try to find somebody. And literally just nothing's getting done. Like nothing is getting done. And he comes over to us and is basically saying how bad the employees are, how the service is bad. People don't speak English. And the problem is instead of jumping in and helping the servers, he's just telling us how bad it is. In fact, there was a point where Steve and I went up to the bar and we can't even order a drink. You can't even order a drink. And he's telling us how bad every everything is. He's, he's like, what do you guys want? It's like, us. yeah, we'll take two beers. He's like, all right, she'll be over in 20 minutes. It's like, what the fuck? Can't you just pour the two beers? Right. right. So we, they're right there. Hand me one. They're right behind you in that cooler. So, like, everything was just going badly. And he was just so arrogant in terms of, like, how he was excited about this facility. So I think the funny moment was after all of this chaos, it took forever to get our food, right? Simone ordered a salad. He got it last. Simone ordered a salad. He got it last. And as they were presenting us with this delayed food, as it was coming to us so late, they would hand you the bill immediately. The bill was handed to you as they were dropping the food, which was insulting because we were just starving. So I remember he finally sees all of us eating. He's so excited that... We're eating. We're like these kids that are just so hungry. <laughs> and he comes over to us and he's like, hey, how's the food? Like just expecting this. We're eating at a Morton Steakhouse. And I remember our tour manager was like, meh, not so great. <laughs> and the look on his face was the funniest thing we've ever seen. And that was when we kind of made the joke that he knocked on the table twice and said, all right, we'll take care. Yeah. That he just could have cared less. 
So we were joking that but the, the build up, the build up to that though, Gary, was that was that he really like he was sitting at the table for that twenty minutes talking yes. about the solar panels and how and how the burgers are made and kind of really just like sitting back and soaking in the glory of the first half of the tour. Right. And when things started to go sour, he really didn't know what to do and 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 ended up I caught him like slumped over the ice machine <laughs> by the kitchen like just just like didn't know what to do, didn't know how to handle it, was just kind of like reflecting like the tour was so great, like I showed him the ping pong tables and then sort of like his last his last gasp for you know for for any glory in in the tour any any sense of like salvaging what 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 had just gone down so like he came over just with like total desperation like hey man how's that sandwich and he was like yeah and then he was just like ah fuck it you know i'm yeah. out of here <laughs> well i i always thought what was funny is we would always have like about an hour and a half drive from the base back to our hotel. And we would all be pretty tired just because of the the time change and getting used to it. But the funny part was mm-hmm. for the first 15 minutes, we couldn't shut up in terms no, of You just, couldn't shut up. Well, <laughs> we, we, we would all board the bus just half-assed like in the bag. And then we'd start talking about this guy who was the running thread of just comedic timing throughout the whole week and just how he... <laughs> That guy really made the trip. It wasn't. It wasn't standing on an F-15. It was this guy's bravado and just being such a nitwit that that made the trip that funny. And we would literally be laughing so loud on the bus that our tour manager is probably like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. That we were just taking it to another level. That's, that's the whole thing about like these Hollywood and you know, <laughs> yeah. just because they ordered some food, it's supposed yeah. to come out. Yeah, we we were joking oh that he God. later went back to his house and he's like, "Get this, honey, I had four guys <laughs> from Hollywood coming into my restaurant, and get this, they wanted food <laughs> and drinks, and they wanted it in a timely manner." And then the wife was like, "Fuck them." <laughs> Fast forward to him in the garage hanging himself. <laughs> What was it? Like, a lot of people think they could just come in and run a restaurant into the ground. It takes years of practice of neglect to properly run a restaurant to the ground. I used to own Blockbuster in Circuit City. (laughs) But just, I mean, I think that's what made it so funny. And, you know, we, we always said, like, everybody else throughout the course of the week, like, just was so low key and just took such great care of us that yet this guy, he, I think that was the only restaurant through the week that we even had to pay for, right? Because every yeah. every other base, like, but they, he lost well, me when we were. I'm we're, the only one that paid. Oh, that's yeah, right, that's Crawford right. paid. Yeah, but uh, he lost me when we were taking a tour of the complex, and he's like, I had to order three more ping pong tables because the locals love them. It's like, you mean Koreans like ping pong? Yeah, no <laughs> shit, dude. I was like, I don't know about this guy. That was that was the but. Do you not watch ESPN four? <laughs> but he was he was probably one of my favorites. But I mean, again, it it is one of those weird things of like, you know, how much appreciation. One of my other favorite moments right before we left Seoul was we were doing that show and we decided, hey, let's buy a round of drinks for the soldiers, which was such a blast. (laughs) We we learned this pretty quickly too. So many of these bars that are on base, 
usually run a better comedy club than real comedy clubs. I mean, just the fact that they True. had a great sound system, a stage. I mean, everything was taken care of. Yeah. They were signage, right? So nice. Yeah, they cared. They cared. Remember, it was that same venue that had these huge posters of us hanging around the stage, and my name was spelled wrong. Carrie Cannon. Carrie Cannon. But what's funny is, so so we make an announcement on stage, like we are so grateful for your service. Thank you guys for everything. Couldn't be happier that we're here for you guys. We want to buy everybody a round of drinks. And as we're saying this, people start standing up. They beeline. To they the... beeline to the bar during yeah. the show. And Burn, what did you yell? I was like, "You fucking vultures! <laughs> you goddamn bottom feeders! Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Fuck you, you pieces of shit." <laughs> yeah, the tone changed pretty pretty dramatically. Yeah, Simone. Um, oh, that was so funny, why do you man. keep doing these shows? What 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 draws you back to 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 entertain the troops? Um, I mean, it's simplest. It's like because I love my country and I love the people that make it possible, and the fun. It's fun. It's just so much fun. When military yeah. people are better people, they're just better people. It's the opposite of Los Angeles. I think LA is a very selfish city. And I think anybody that puts on a uniform is selfless. Yeah. So it's it's just it's just great to be around that energy. It's the best. That's, I can't believe I get to do it. I, I I think I echo your sentiments, but the good news is Gary is Premier Silver. Yes. On United. That's really all that matters. <laughs> At the end of the day, I got a free ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, it wouldn't have mattered to me if the troops were there or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Crawford, this is your second USO tour. Yeah. What is the disparity yep. between going to Iraq and Afghanistan and then going to Japan and Korea? What are the differences in terms of the bases you saw and, and performed for the troops in, the, in two completely different climates? Yeah, well, I, I was just shocked at, you know, being on bases that aren't in an active war zone. I mean, technically, Kuwait and uh, Iraq weren't active war zones when we were there. It was like advise and assist, but still it was there was some some drama going on in the Middle East, and there still is. But over there, I was just sort of, I don't know, I was fascinated by the post-war permanent base. I mean, just all the standalone brick-and-mortar buildings. I mean, a lot of those camp, a lot of those bases look like college campuses. I, I was just kind of blown away by how nice everything was and just learning the situation over there and in the Pacific, just like how the the, the Koreans sort of wanted the military out of Seoul and they were paying for the move. So all this construction was going on while we were there. And some of those bases were just absolutely enormous. I mean, Camp Humphreys, we were driving around for 20 minutes and we were still on the base. I mean, they had water parks, Chili's, Burger King. Like, it was just am it was amazing it was to be city, yeah. how yeah. sort of, yeah, just self-sufficient those bases are. And Simone... You know, for everybody that, that's watching CNN or the news or Fox, whatever your political angle is, you know, it was interesting with, when you see North Korea with these missile tests and how big of a deal it is over there. And then what was, what was your perspective in, in terms of being on the base and with people that are in Korea? Oh, it was like you couldn't feel safer. It was the, the, the perception between the threat of North Korea stateside like here i thought we were i honestly thought we were flying in the world war three yeah i was like here we go yep. 
And then when we got there, everybody was like, what are you talking about? They're not going to do anything. One of our subs could take out everything in that whole country. We could flatten it in 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just felt <laughs> safe. I felt safer. Yeah, it was it was funny that that tour of Camp Casey and Camp Hovey, uh, they were telling us that yep. you know every few weeks these guys are going through drills and preparing for a war 50 years in the making. They said for 50 years yeah. they've been doing these drills to prepare for you know, a possible brink of war. So if it ever came down, they've done the drill so many times that they just know exactly everybody has their faction and their preparation and will execute, and you just couldn't have felt safer. It was also weird, yeah. too, because... Yeah, and the, uh, oh, I'll wait. Go ahead. This will be good. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, the, the thing was, like, the, th the other thing was is that over here, you know, we're just watching the the news and the media is just pumping fear into us every single day. And then you get over there. I never heard the mention of a single person. Nobody's talking about uh, the president or this or that. They're talking about the country and the mission. And you just like to, to sort of echo what Simone was saying, you know that these guys have been playing war games for the last 50 years. Every single day they are, practicing to bring death and destruction to anybody who wants it and nobody wants it like yeah. that's what that that's how i felt when i was over there like nobody really wants it kim jong-un is doing whatever he's doing and maybe it's so that he can tell his people that he's a player at the game but like he doesn't want it no i i think one of my favorite moments too was the very last night when we were in when you were flying back and you got two meals on the flight home <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. Yeah, you got a dinner. You got a dinner when you boarded, and then you woke up to breakfast, and then you were home. It was pretty great. Yeah, and you watched the Muppet movie for free. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I watched. Yeah, you got Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, Jesus no, but Christ. but the, I think the final night, Simone, we, we were all hanging out with with the soldiers, just drinking, having a great time. The show couldn't have ended any better. Like the the, the week wrapped up great. That was. Probably one of my favorite nights, the final night that we were there. was. I mean, I think we all drank Definitely. quite a bit. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But what about the uh, the ambush in the uh, when we were on the Air Force base and we walked into that room <laughs> with, I don't know, 75 Air Force guys. And they're like, hey, why don't we just do a mock show right now? When you bombed next to where they install power brakes? <laughs> <laughs> you ate a we, fucking fat whoa. dick that day. You ate a, oh, you ate a bad... <laughs> Jesus, Gary. That bad? Gary turned it into a Q&A. <laughs> Who asked me questions about warm up a Conan? And people are like, what? Well, I did sacrifice uh, missing a day of work to be there for the troops. <laughs> a real life Gandhi. Uh, like, that was weird. We got we all got kind of like tossed into the middle like we weren't expecting it. Yeah, you ate it yeah. at the fucking no. muffle no. shop. <laughs> Took a steamy one at that. <laughs> But that 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 truly was was so much fun. I mean, just I will say this. I mean, so many great laughs when Byrne would say, "Oh, that got nothing." I'm like, "Who the fuck are you to dictate what gets nothing?" <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to decide, Byrne. Oh, I, I get to decide. <laughs> no, but so many so many great memories. I mean, I got to tell you. I mean, just from start to finish. I mean, it was just uh, to look back on you know, just your comedy career and just say, wow, we got to do that and be so far away from home. Well, your career. For such a, oh, really? Yeah. We're all working <laughs> Chicago this weekend, or last weekend. 
Well, two of us will be doing comedy. Wait, you guys are working Chicago? Well, the, <laughs> look at who's trying to weasel in to get another show added to his website. Uh, but it, it, it truly was it truly was a blast. I mean, I really, I, I I would love to do another one either later this year. It's great to have these two guests on the line and all these questions you're asking them. Simone, I got to ask you, um, what is it, what is the, what do you get from the soldier's perspective when they come to these shows? After you, afterwards, you do the meet and greet, you talk to them. What do the shows mean to them? Well, I think the coolest thing about it really is the meet and greets afterwards, right? Because you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're outside of America. After the show, we change the vibe there where it feels like you're in a comedy club. At least it always does to me. So then the longer we hang out with those guys after the show, the more it seems like we're just home. Right. It doesn't seem like we're we're on the other side of the world. So I think that's the coolest thing about it. How about you, Crawford? Bill, how about you? Bill? Oh, I mean, pretty much the same thing. I mean, you know, Put those your pants guys, on. <laughs> even Bill's still waiting for his burger at even, the Warriors zone. If... <laughs> Him and Avery are prepping for tomorrow's not... morning show. <laughs> sorry, Crawford. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry. Weather on the eights, dude. All right. Um, <laughs> no, weather. Even if even even if they're not in a in a place, you know, that's that's actively at war, they're still halfway across the world, away from their family, away from a sense of normalcy, even if there's subways and McDonald's and and Burger Kings around them, to have us come over there and sort of bring that vibe like we're just talking about everyday life back in the States, that's kind of the coolest part of it. And then just really kind of hanging with them when their guards are sort of down and they're just kind of snapped out of whatever funk they might have been in or just – you know, just hanging with those guys, like knowing that they appreciate it. Cause I got to tell you, like, just from, just from the tours that we take with the warrior zones and the USO centers, it kind of felt for a minute to me, like, wow, is there a need for live entertainment anymore? These guys have, you know, movie theaters and um, ways to Skype with their family and book, you know, libraries and all this different stuff to sort of keep them stimulated. But then, like, when you hang out with the troops afterwards, you get to feel like, oh, okay, yeah, this is still 100%, like, priority over everything else. Like, this this outshines anything else, like, that real human interaction. And that's kind of, like, like Simone was saying, that's the best part of it for me. The meet and greets afterwards, the touring of the bases, just hanging out with the troops is, is, is my favorite part. Yeah, it's like the show's almost secondary. It's it's the interaction, you know, and, and when you get to go to these bases and you tour around and from everything from going into a hospital and seeing military personnel and fatigues, you know, th- paperwork needs mm-hmm. to get done in a hospital when you're transitioning <laughs> from leaving the base to go back home. There's paperwork that needs to be done. And there's people that take great pride in doing that, and you forget all those little things, you know, that aren't in the commercials, like, you know, seeing somebody, you know, <laughs> you know, making photocopies, you know, for a hospital. That's not in the Navy commercial. You know, you see guys rappelling out of a <laughs> helicopter and doing some cool shit. There's a ton of other stuff that's just like these thankless jobs, but there's men and women that do that within the capacity of the military, and they take great pride in it, and it's such a well-oiled machine, you know, when you go over there and you shake hands and you get to say hi, 
you really, really, again, just it's the perspective of, uh, of, of saying thanks and gratitude because there's men and women that are putting themselves on the line constantly, but it, it's just, I don't know, from mm-hmm. us, from our perspective, it was an amazing experience, every one of them. And Steve was always so nice to the soldiers, even if you, you took pictures with everybody, even when they wouldn't buy one of your bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. I knew that was That'll do it. Remember oh, when the guy asked if right it was kid-friendly? <laughs> oh, yeah, so Simone hands, Simone is talking to some guys, and they're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it to the show tonight. And Simone's like, well, here's my CD. Just such a nice guy. Here's my CD. And the guy goes, you know, I'm on base with my family. Is this uh, is this family friendly? And Simone's like, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I did it. It's a family friendly CD. And Gary goes, not comedy friendly. <laughs> and, and, and my other favorite moment was getting sold the coin for $10. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, gentlemen, we cannot thank you enough, not only for sharing the experience of the USO Comedy Tour, but to get to do it together, but for taking time out today to recap the USO Tour. And I think all your sentiments is exactly why we had such a great time, is that we all have the perspective of appreciating what it is these guys and gals do. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today and doing the tour. And we'll we'll have to do another one probably within a few months to a year from now. Uh, where can they find you, Simone? Yeah, man. Can't wait. Uh, my my website's Awesome Steve, and I can't wait to hang. AwesomeSteve.com, and I can't wait to hang with you guys. And your podcast, Again, Good Times with Steve Simone? Yes. Yep. Check it out. Uh, you hitting the road soon? You know what? I'm actually in town working on a couple TV shows. So That's right. Awesome. Yeah. The only date I have coming up is uh, the Borgata in July with Joey Diaz. Oh, I'm nice. Very nice. That. Crawford, where, uh, they, where can everybody find you, bud? You want his home address? Uh, everybody can find me. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You, you, you heckled me before I was about to heckle me as you. Like, like some in, that's some inception level shit. Um, you can listen on iHeartRadio. Uh, Audrey and uh, Avery. Bill in the morning on WDBE. Yeah. Randy Baumberger and Bill Croffle. <laughs> Baumgartner. Yeah, and Bill Croffle. Randy, Randy Bauman in the DVE morning show on iHeartRadio. Uh, the DVE morning show is a local show in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DVE Bill Crawford. Or not. You know, no, thanks. It, it doesn't matter. If we can agree uh, on one I, thing over the Steve, tour, thank you. we can Wait, all agree that Steve ate a dick at the fan belt shop. Shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, it was a great Seriously, trip. Before I before I get off, though, yep, I want to thank you, Steve, for for including us, man. Because honestly, this Absolutely. this wouldn't have happened without you. And uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity to do this. I mean, you you've taken me on two tours now over there, and and to be quite honest with you, I, I hold it above anything else that I've done like comedy or otherwise it's just such a privilege and and i do appreciate it oh, i could have bu- i could have booked it on my own so i'm not gonna fucking thank you uh all right guys thank you for calling in we appreciate it suck him off all right guys take care <laughs> thank you gentlemen very much we love you um all right thank you guys thank you so much post uso show yes amazing experience thank you once again to all the men and women 
that have and are serving our country. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you. Where can they find you? Cannon Comedy. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so San Francisco Punchline this weekend. We will be there. Um, La Jolla Comedy Store after that. La Jolla Comedy Store after that. And then you really don't have much going on after that, no. do you? Just waiting on you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Whoa. Thank you for listening to the Gentleman's Dojo. Appreciate it. <laughs>